1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: Hello
0: and welcome back to Bretton Place Free Circus. If you've listened before, or welcome for the first time if it's the first time you've listened. uh My name is Cliff, and I'm coming at you from Dubai.
3: Coming at you? I'm coming at
0: you. Remember
3: the last time you went at people? I'm Brett, and I in no way will come at any of you.
0: <laughs> you lot can't hear, but Brett... Well, you can hear. You lot can't see, but Brett can. But <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in a new location. Uh Yeah, like, you are. Which I basically facing the opposite way. So instead of the usual uh, atmospheric sky behind us, mm-hmm. what Brett can see today, some tiny dresses.
3: do look like uh, Cliff's kegs. Mm-hmm. Are your red specials there? The red
0: specials perished a long, long time Did ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
3: even, even when the elastic went, you still wore them, so didn't you?
0: By the end, the red specials were more whole than underpants. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Can't you get a replacement pair? That's the thing. I mean, the, nope. the, were they the only pair in
0: existence? You, you know what? I can remember getting them. So, anyway, nobody <laughs> can, needs yeah. nobody needs Was to know the momentous f- occasion. Yeah, nobody needs to know the full story. <laughs> but we're talking about a no. special pair of red boxer shorts that I myself, Cliff, used uh-huh. to wear. Just all used to time. wear them all all the time. Let's let's clarify. On every night out. Not all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, on every night out, you used to wear them, didn't you?
0: From the so age were. of about... They were, were all that special. They were rather special. I wore them from about the ages of 16 to about 21, yeah. when they, sadly, uh, were unwearable. Um, <laughs> but I remember getting them because they were the first pair of like boxer shorts like stretchy boxer shorts. Remember, like you when you were a kid, uh-huh. you graduated from underpants. You know, like yeah. briefs.
3: And then can you remember that that period where it was just incredibly large boxer shorts? Yes, yeah, so that was the middle like,
0: period. Big, yeah. big boxer shorts made out of like shirt, like cotton shirt material. <laughs> Huge things, <laughs> all, were there? No, no, all That Was all lava No good for Do anyone. You think,
3: <laughs> Thinking back, if you remember back in the like 90s football shirts, they were also massive.
0: Huge, Do you if think you want... that was just the style? I... All I think about is Dennis Irwin when I think of that.
3: <laughs> Dennis Irwin. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he had a fair there,
0: Mark? <laughs> Incredibly tight underpants <laughs> and an extremely baggy, golden <laughs> green Manchester United third string. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and, and then it went It went from one extreme to the other, didn't it? Because then all, all the footballers started winning cycling shots.
0: Yeah, instead. and, uh, the, and the, those Cameroon lads in that World Cup who just basically painted a strip on themselves and yeah. <laughs> changed it for everyone. <laughs> yeah,
3: did. Funny how that happened. Didn't even have I'll blame the Storm Roses. That's <laughs> who I'll blame. Um, and they were yeah. bought
0: at Leeds Market on a family trip. A bus trip, uh, I would imagine. But that would have been when I was about like 12 or something. Like, no wonder they were <laughs> fucking like falling apart by the time I was 21. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I, had a, uh, I had a lucky shirt once well, and a lucky carpet, obviously. <laughs> of course. But I no, a I don't have it. No, I had a, a shirt that Nobby, our friend Nobby, every time I wore it, tried to, tried to buy it off. <laughs> I, th- I think he was safe. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was up to about 100 quid in the end. Nobby. It was like it was just this uh, gone out shirt. Obviously, I think we'd call it. Our, yeah. our,
0: yeah. our bets also massive. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it, it wasn't massive or anything, but it was. It, it was like I don't know. It was like blue and white, um, and it was. It was. It just fit us very well. Okay, that's the thing. And I think Nobby was very envious of Good. the of the fit of the shirt. There's a flaw the, the thing is, <laughs> there is a flaw. But the thing is, I, I nicked it off me, Dad. As well,
0: <laughs> the I'm not uh, licking your bum bum now, but you're always <laughs> the more athletic of the group. So I think, <laughs>
3: I don't know. You're back, you back the snow in form, aren't
0: you? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you know, harking back to something that was said a week ago, I'm like, yeah. uh Ross Noble. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you, you have a look
0: of them. A... <laughs> it's is isn't it? Mm-hmm. Back to why I'm sitting in this direction, and you can see. Oh yeah, what that's what we're talking outside. about, isn't it? Bird update. A bird update. Mm-hmm. Now, what we have is right. One of those chicks staring right at us. Now, seventy-five percent full bird sitting on the edge of my chair that I normally sit on, staring at us right in the <laughs> fucking face. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Does the the young chick rely on you for sustenance? No, because
0: no. the mom keeps coming back and feeding them. But now one of them's gone, fled the nest, yeah. and presumably living his own life. But this one, I'm, Jane has just said, she thinks this was, must be the one that was dropped. Cliff, your house... Isn't your own now? <laughs> I think
3: you. I think you need to take. Uh, you, you need to sort this out, man. You can't. You cannot live like this. No way.
0: I might not live past the end of this episode. Or this bird, the way it's tying us up.
3: Because I was I actually did have a question for you, and it, it, it was about pets. I didn't really have pets as a kid. Did you? You have any animals as a kid?
0: I had a rabbit, which you well know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think it. I had, I had a, a, a budgie, which uh, one of my relatives died. So I, I then, you know, I, I had to look after the budgie. But this got me thinking um, about when I was a kid. And you know, you go out with like your friends, but sometimes there'd be a group of people that you wouldn't know. Did you, did you ever sort of go out with a, with a group and then meet up with a, another group and one of them had a ferret?
0: <laughs> well in our neck of the woods Yeah Always ferrets Remember this lad who had
3: it Yeah always ferrets Remember this Says, Do you want a hold of it I don't like uh, animals or anything And he says well It's probably for the better Because if it bites you It won't let go
0: Yeah It's
3: like <laughs> why would I want to
0: touch it then Also And Terrible. I'll just put it back down my trouser leg then yeah, every But
3: what, what what else has been happening this week? Not much in the in the news apart from the the Super League thing. It's coming and gone by
0: the time we've got round to yes. talking about it. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's just, so stupid. Just, uh, Fiorentino Perez just ranting into a fucking Zoom uh, uh, video talking yeah, about yeah. why everybody should join him.
3: Well I was listening to uh, the local football phone in uh, last night, uh-huh. and there was this uh, Newcastle fan who rang in. And he says, I'm just, I'm ringing in because I'm sick to death of hearing about this Super League thing. I think it's an absolute nonsense. It's really stupid. and Nobody would ever go for it. And then the Newcastle sort of commentator, John Anderson, I Mm -hmm. think he is, he went, well, if Newcastle had been taken over, what would you think if we got invited to it? He went, yeah, I'm going to have to think about that one. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't want it. Now all of a sudden, when it's like, oh, the possibility in his mind of Newcastle doing it, somehow it's a fantastic <laughs> option. Uh, it's crazy. At <laughs> least we
0: don't have to worry about that. We, in fact, we don't have to worry yeah, about we... getting out of League One ever again because there seems to be some magic, you know magic force at play. That's like. Fucking hell, we're going to do it! No, you won't. You'll lose the rest of your games and never, <laughs> never get out of this league once ever
3: again. Hello, you couldn't make it up, could you? It's the couldn't second time it it's, up it's up. happened.
0: What's the betting on us coming up against Charlton in the playoff final again?
3: Yeah. well, I, I suppose it depends where we'll finish, but because uh, if everything stays the way it is now, we'll play we'll Charlton in the, the sort of yeah, get them straight away away from home, but.
0: Um nah, however Lincoln have got a game in hand on us now somehow, considering we had about three games in hand on everybody else about two weeks mm-hmm. ago. So we're on the same points as them with them with a the game in hand. So we could end up being fourth. Typical you know, Sutland. Typical Sutherland, but you know what I can tell you why it's happened. He changed what, the team four games ago to a different team. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> <laughs> well, he's why? Why did he change formation and change the players? Why, why we were unbeaten in fourteen games or something?
3: I think yeah, uh, I think we had a few injuries or whatever. But yeah, I know what you mean. He does tend to switch the the team around a lot and stuff, doesn't he? We had he a back three. He's a tinker man.
0: He is a tinker man. He had we had a back three. And two of them mm-hmm. were central midfielders. Lugo that... Nine has been oh, absolutely the, the amazing. Play. He is. He's, he's, he's
3: too good for someone Yeah, think, like
0: he, I don't think he's like that skillful or anything outstanding about him other than the effort and the work rate and the fact that he's been played at centre half for uh-huh. half a season. You see him like throwing his head on balls that are like a foot off the floor and like blocking everything. Like yeah he's like a bit of a nutter, I think. But
3: did you say that one against? Was it Peterborough where uh, somebody had a shot of goal and he, he sort of headed it away? Well, but the ball was going along the ground.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> what, was, <laughs> what, <I> mean. <laughs> what, what was all that? <laughs>
0: I wanted to um give a shout out to our mate Dan who's uh, in hospital at the moment. We've mentioned him a few times, he's been on the show before. Um and he's yep. he's awaiting a heart transplant. he's the same age as us, 40 year old, and uh, mm-hmm. he's like one of the oldest mates, if not the oldest mate, and absolutely brilliant guy. He's obviously like young to be going yeah. through it. Um it's mm-hmm. in a time of COVID and stuff like that, that you know is very unusual as well. Um so he's got a account called danceplant 2021 um mm-hmm. so if anybody wants to follow that on Instagram mainly it's it's funny you know he's a funny guy and it's a you know it's a heartfelt real thing that he's going through so um yeah all the mm-hmm. best to you Dan and you know we're with you all the way yeah for sure definitely all the best mate what else has been going on then
3: I've just been watching the evil dead oh um Somebody gave her a five star on the on the good old Apple, but they okay. didn't write anything. But thanks anyway Whoever for doing is, that. Whoever all right. Yeah.
0: Should we talk about The Evil Dead? Let's okay. talk about The
3: Evil Dead, because it's wonderful. The thing is about this film, I, unlike a lot of the horror films that I've seen, sort of, or we've talked about before, I hadn't seen it as a kid, which and the, I don't know if you know anything about the video nasty stuff, but it's a complete nonsense. Well, first of all, the video nasties thing. The video nasties thing was like like a moral panic that was in the early 80s mm-hmm. when sort of people started getting um, video recorders in their homes and stuff like that. Because the, the, the videos that you, you sort of rented from the video shops didn't have any sort of classification. So they didn't have like PG or 15 or 18 or whatever. They were okay. just videos and people could rent them out. Mary Whitehouse, especially, mm-hmm. sort of jumped on the bandwagon of sort of, well, this is going to corrupt society. What's going to happen is there's all these sort of videos coming out, which are you know gory and. With, but the words—that's the thing about most of the, these type of films. I mean, The Evil Dead—it's not that bad, is it? I mean, the, there's one scene. we looking
0: at it from today's standards.
3: Because what happened is the police would go to sort of video shops and stuff like that and just confiscate everything okay. that they thought was obscene. Mm-hmm. So what? One of the, the famously in Manchester, I think the police went to a video shop and confiscated the last little whorehouse in Texas, which is a Dolly Parton film, a uh-huh. musical yeah. starring Dolly, <laughs> Dolly Parton, be, just because of the title. Uh-huh. So they would just take loads and loads of stuff like that. It was almost like working class people are going to be corrupted by this because they're stupid. Do you know? We, we're fine. It's always we're always okay, case,
0: isn't it? Like it's always it's <laughs> yeah. no different now
3: youth and what they did was they did surveys in schools and they asked kids oh have you seen this film have you seen this film so like you know all, all the ones like driller killer whatever yeah. you know the video nasties that everybody knows are the evil dead i spit um, on and no all the kids grieve. would go i spit on you i haven't seen that but um yeah all the kids would would sort of go yeah i've seen that of course i have yeah. definitely seen that <laughs> yeah so there's like things on the news where they would, they would say like you know 25% of children have seen these things in their homes, and what they did was these other people then did a, a survey and went to schools and made up the titles of films and asked the kids, yeah, they said, yeah. "Have you seen this?" And the kids would go, "Yeah, of course I've seen that."
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> so it's just like bollocks. I was watching a documentary. You like this? This conservative uh, MP who was uh, sort of campaigning to get all these these videos and stuff like banned, so that we could just everybody just watches PG films in essence. He was saying there, uh, yes, I honestly believe that these films corrupt the minds of young people. I think they corrupt the minds of adults and dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you thought that if dogs watch them, they'd, they'd go on murderous rampages or whatever?
0: <laughs> what the fuck's all that? Is this where your, your, your main man Kuju comes in? Am I right? <laughs> no, no, I don't
3: think kujo was on there. The video is he a murderer? I don't
0: know. I didn't know if he was a murderer dog or not. <laughs>
3: he is a murderous dog, but he's got rabies,
0: so. Oh, so it's just a medical condition. Came out nineteen eighty one, directed by Sam Raimi, his first mm-hmm. film, and starring Bruce Campbell. And that's about all I know. That's <laughs> like, like, I'm like all I knew, <laughs> all I knew of it before I watched it. Obviously, that's kind of yeah. Uh, that's all I knew. Didn't know anything else. Didn't really know what it was about. Zombies, I thought, but it's not really about zombies. And uh, no. And yeah, well, that that was literally it. I knew it was a zombie uh-huh. film. I knew Bruce Campbell was a cult like film star. or His character was a cult, made him a cult guy. And I thought it was about zombies. Um, but yeah, yeah, that wasn't right. So it,
3: it's not about zombies, is it? It's about the good old Deadites. That's what it's about. Because <laughs> yeah. it's it's like the original Cavern in the Woods film, isn't it? Mm. It's almost like Gorilla full of making but the the thing is that makes it special i think is is the way that the camera moves i mean right that's the best thing about it and they didn't have the equipment like you know john carpenter had like steady camera halloween and stuff like that they didn't have any of the so they just would stick it on a piece of wood and run through the forest with the camera on on a bit of wood or someone would be in a dinghy and they'd push them you know in the dinghy and stuff like that but i don't think that I don't. I haven't seen a film that looks like this because it, the cameras just shooting off into all kinds of different directions. But it gives you these weird, it's like, like angles, y-
0: and it gives you these weird perspectives, and it, you know, it is like kind of gonzo, it's shaky. It gives mm-hmm. it, it puts you in the position of whatever it is that's chasing these kids, and there's not very many films. Yeah. I think that had done that at that point i still don't think there's many films that have done that and made it realistic that's not normally the perspective of a film it's you Uh know you're normally with the hero not the bodies and it immediately puts you in the position of whatever it is that's out to get them and i think that's what Uh kind of makes it stand out and the way that it looks because of that
3: yeah i think that's that's what it is because Whenever, whenever you see the camera move in that way, it's like always a point of view shot. Yeah, it's the point of view from the evil that's yeah. going to get the yeah. the sort of the people in the cabin. It's it's excellent. it's not just that kind of stuff that he does really well. It's like the other stuff that he does really well. There's a part that sticks out my head where um it's like a shot of Ash's head at the top of his head, and the the camera sort of moving across kind of wooden boards, and all you can hear is like. Amazing sound effects as it, as it goes past,
0: like woof woof. Yeah, yeah woof. I think the sound effects are good as well. Um, I know they're like yeah. wind noise, like they recorded it one night and just kept like playing that throughout the thing. I know they've like uh-huh. there's they've like recorded different voices, like mm-hmm. screaming things and layered them up and stuff like that to make different sound effects when people are like possessed or whatever it is. Like it's just, yeah, it's it's like the most creative student film ever, like the most successful yeah. student film ever.
3: That adds to it, I think. It adds to everything that it makes it scarier. It, it makes it a lot scarier because it it's so be as budget. good.
0: It wouldn't be as good a film or as an effective a film if it had a big budget. There's no way because mm-hmm. they wouldn't have filmed it in the way they filmed it.
3: So did, did you find the film scary?
0: Because no, it's the first time I found it funny. It. Did you not? I found, found it funny. funny. Yeah. Right.
3: That's um, interesting because I think it's really scary.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. I, um I mean it's a bit scary, obviously, but I, I think I found more humor in it than like out and out terror. Uh-huh. It's creepy. Uh, it's creepy, that's yeah. for sure.
3: Because of fa- have you seen the second one?
0: Well no. <laughs> only just no, it. yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> because famously the second one is really funny. It's probably the funniest horror comedy ever made. Okay. The second and one
0: is that Sam Raimi as well,
3: Sam Raimi as well, and Bruce Campbell as well. Um, and it, it probably one of the best horror performances ever. In the second one from Bruce Campbell, he's he's almost like Buster Keaton. He's just like flinging himself all okay. over the place, and it's just a wonderful, one really wonderful film. If okay. you found this one funny, you have to watch the, the second one. Okay, well, well, I've, I've
0: got it. I've got it. I've got. I got it at the same time, so I could watch it. Um, right. I, I found this funny Because there's bits like that Like you're talking about Bruce Campbell How many bookcases does he fall into That fall on him
2: He's always <laughs> under <laughs> furniture He's just always
0: <laughs> Wood fall on him all the time
3: The other thing that this uh, film's famous for Is, is putting like that That's properly through the, the ringer and stuff I mean well, Today I watched the, the making of and the women are getting hit with proper bit of wood and stuff well, like that. that's I mean, the thing. Stuff that would never happen today.
0: That's the thing. And I think that is what taints all of these kind of horror films of this era. How many times do you hear, like, even, like, The Exorcist and Halloween and this, and you hear... Oh, William Freakin' like she didn't even know if she was gonna get shot or she was being like thrown through a wall and she really was slapped. And you know, these directors, the yeah, you know, it's part of their mad genius. No, it's a it's abuse and yeah. it's it's
3: it, it certainly wouldn't be allowed now. I mean, and and it it won't be, and and that's for the better, I think, isn't it? It's for the betterment of that, that's for sure. Yeah. But uh yeah I'm, I'm, i get that i mean nobody it's at the end of the day it's a film isn't it and nobody should be put through shit for the sake of a film
0: exactly but I I it did happen what, didn't it yeah it did happen and i think whether you can blame it on low budget or like a mad vision you wanted to get the most out of the actors or make it more realistic or whatever it still shouldn't happen and uh-huh. it's not it's not bruce campbell that's. Going through it, and it, and normally it's well, it is main... him as well. Well, he he well, is going sure. through stuff on this, but different, and it's but yeah. well, it's not normally the male actors that are being kind of tortured in the same way that the that the women actors are in some of these horror films from the late seventies, early eighties.
3: Well, I think this one is different because I think Sam Raimi treat everybody in exactly the same way.
0: But Bruce Campbell's not getting a fucking three one. up his arse I think is the,
3: he? The lot of them a <laughs> lot of them are put through the ringer completely Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, from what I've watched anyway but it, it, you're right it, it's not, you know, to make a piece of art, I don't think anybody should be put through pain or, you know should be made to suffer but the were the on this film I guess but again I watched something today where the actors and, and actresses are saying that they had a wonderful time and it was all absolutely great and stuff
0: like that yeah so okay that,
3: okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i'll get, I get what you're saying for sure i get what you but that that kind of stuff it kind of bleeds out in the film doesn't it it makes it a little bit more, you can tell that they're not having the best of times when they're they're sort of doing these things and, and sort of bruce campbell's throwing himself into fucking <laughs> bookcase. <you> know, <laughs> bookcases and all that kind of stuff but like i say if, if you've watched this one and you thought that Bruce Campbell's been through a lot. You watch the second one. And okay. It's like well, will. over 100. I will because
0: I did enjoy it. <laughs> I think we've, we've mentioned it a couple of times. There's only one, there's one bit, and it's a bit that Sam Raimi now says he wishes he hadn't done. And there's a bit where basically the one of the female characters gets mm-hmm. uh, raped by a tree. Raped by a tree. That's exactly what happens. Um, yeah. And he says he would never do that now. And he really wishes he hadn't. He's kind of embarrassed and shocked by the decision to do it and keep it in Mm -hmm. the film. Um, I think for me, what was shocking about it was that's the first thing that happens. Like, I was a bit shocked that as soon as that scene starts, you can kind of see where it's going. It goes further than you think it will. But I Mm -hmm. think the most surprising thing for me was that they go to a cabin, it's a bit weird, they start listening to this stuff and it's like this creepy incantations and, oh, this dead yeah. might rise. And then that happens. There's yeah. none of the, like, spooky knocks on the door, things get knocked over or or, or anything no. like that. It's straight into yeah. that really shocking thing. And and I think that's uh-huh. a weird way to introduce the, like, paranormal, like, like, live and dead kind of stuff. Like, I think it's just... Uh, I think, yeah I, I think that's a bad choice of opening shock uh i think it's a bad choice yeah. in general which you yeah because i don't know i think just think it's weird to go straight to that
3: i, I think one of the, the Fulham's strong points is that it's almost instantly as soon as you get into that cabin straight into it i mean the, there's a little bit of like you know the 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 ghosty type of stuff where the 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 chair is sort of banging off the wall and stuff like that and then all of a sudden it stops yeah the so, so there's a little brilliant yeah and the, there's a brilliant sort of shots with the clock and where it's yeah. behind the pendulum when it's swinging and stuff like that i mean that that part of the film is like a, a shocking part of the film and it it, I, I say it wouldn't be done now, but they did it in the remake, I think, didn't they? I did they? I, I can't really know. remember too much about the remake. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it is shocking. um, But it, it it it's part of the film. It's part of the film. And after that, it's just relentless. It's just completely relentless, the film. It doesn't give up.
0: I know, but I think, like, the rest of Does the, it, the...
3: That's the thing. No, I, the only, I agree. There's only, like, five minutes of silence. I don't, in the film,
0: I don't think you need that bit. And also, what I think, what I, maybe I'm not saying it well enough, but what I think is, that is the only bit of the film where that kind of paranormal, supernatural activity happens. The rest of the film, trees aren't trying to forget them.
3: When the the uh, when the Scott t- when he tries to leave, the trees get him then, and he's uh, he comes in, he's full of blood and yeah, guts. I mean don't you don't see it. it.
0: You don't see it, yeah, you don't but you see it. this one. You don't see it. That's
3: what I mean. You do see this one. I mean it is exploitation, isn't it? it, it that's why it is. And I think that's why Sam Raimi's saying he would he would never he wouldn't do it again and he regrets doing it. Because that's that you know that's how we that's also, how he feels
0: also Scott is a dick from the very start of the film. <laughs> you want you want him to you know he's gonna get it and you want him to get it that and I think that's the difference between male and female yeah. characters in horror films is that that guy he starts a film, he's an absolute cunt, and he gets what's coming to him. But I do think it's brilliant. I think it's it's almost brilliant.
3: like a cartoon, yeah. It? Yeah, yeah. It it is like cartoon violence and stuff like that, and none of the goal looks real. It's all like you've just said, there it's all on a like a really low budget and stuff. So none of it looks like real where you think, shit, this is, this is really happening. But it, it is still unnerving. I, mean, I think one of the the, the problems that the, the BBFC had was the, the pencil and the ankle bit. Ooh,
0: that's awful. I think they had is, a problem. That's <laughs> awful. I'm not. See, I don't think that that's awful. I'm, no, that's horrible. I I, that's really but horrible. I can
3: understand how come, people will think it is. He didn't like that bit.
0: Didn't like that But do you think
3: that, you know, that's going to corrupt your mind? Or, you know, do you think watching a film like this is going to corrupt you and you're going to run around and start, you know, stabbing people in the ankle? It's not, is it?
0: Because I would also have to be possessed by uh, evil spirits. (laughs) Uh,
3: You'd have to read from the Necronomicon, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, which is a great name.
2: I Disney thought ne- what, I
0: thought what, ne- right. Necronomicon was where those people went up dressed as Wolverine and that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it could be that,
3: could it? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, and it's it's like spawned sequels and stuff like that. I'm watching Ash versus the Evil Dead at the moment because I've seen all the sequels and stuff, and that's I've never, I haven't laughed as much. It's a have in the past couple of days watching that film. Okay. It's just genius bit, but it's been it's been cancelled now because it's completely politically incorrect.
0: There are bits in it like that pencil in the ankle bit, um, that are scary in the when the lass is kind of possessed and goes into that weird like childlike thing. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. That's really creepy. I don't like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, like, the, the makeup and the effects and stuff, like, where that lass is it, like trapped in the basement and her head keeps popping out, and she's like, ah, I'm going to get yeah. here. Like, it's just funny. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. but I guess, no, no, like, get that. Uh, I get that completely. Like, she's just like commentating on it all. Like, well, the <laughs> other thing I think is really weird about it, there's so many bits of it, especially at the start, where they're just like watching it, like there's somebody comes in, somebody turns into a fucking <laughs> monster, and they're just like watching it, like going on. Oh. Uh-huh. Like, they're just they, it's they're weird. in shock, they've,
3: <laughs> they've got nowhere else to go, man. Because, I know, but, but they're in you addition because would... of the trees. The trees don't get them off to leave, so they've <laughs> okay. got the, they've got nowhere to we go. They don't
0: man. know that though, <laughs>
3: <laughs> they do, they all know it, but
0: they're, they're not like fucking like. Pressed against the walls and fucking with terror on their faces. Those are the time they're just like watching on, yeah. and somebody's getting ravaged by another, like monster or something. <laughs> think it's a bit, yeah, funny. I guess that
3: that kind of it adds to the creepiness, doesn't it? That's the yeah. thing. Well, what did you think of, uh, well, what do you think of Bruce Campbell? I, 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 I know that you've just said you haven't seen the second one, so probably, uh. Yeah, opinion of him might be a bit skewed because that's his greatest performance okay. ever. Okay.
0: I think I've only seen him in this and Bubba Ho-Tep. Yeah.
3: Have you Bubba seen Bubba Hotep's that? amazing. Yes, yep. of
0: course I have. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Where he's Elvis? Yeah. I, I must have seen him in other stuff recently, but he's almost like just plays himself in things now, doesn't he? Like, so always a bit of a, <laughs> like, he'll just pop up and it's like Bruce Campbell or whatever. Um, yeah. I think he's a handsome man. Mm hmm. Uh, he's double denim, so gets us some two two gets thumbs. A thumbs up for a month. Well, actually, he gets two thumbs in the belt loops from me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I don't think he's a great actor, Do you know? but he does it. He plays this part really, really well. But I, I think, think meant. like all of them are obviously amateurs at this point. I would say. Uh
2: huh.
3: <laughs> right, because I I think uh, I think Bruce Campbell's amazing. Like I say, in the second one, it, it's his his performance is just just absolutely wonderful. He's he's just amazing in the second one, and he's good throughout all the other ones and stuff like that as well. But uh, never like a, a big Hollywood actor or anything like that, which is a you bit know, of a surprise. I think
0: that's a shame because he it he almost looks like he could go on and be like a Kurt Russell kind of thing, but yeah. um. Maybe he's Uh just not as good as Kurt Russell, I don't know, in in any other kind of thing. Um, But yeah, I think so...
3: Well, like I say, you'll have have to reserve judgment and tell you what to say. Oh, yeah. That's what uh, I would say.
0: Well, I think, like, we haven't really said what the film's about. Group of friends... Everybody knows. ...go to a (laughs) cabin, they end up reading a book or playing a tape that is a guy saying, oh, have you got this book that's made of fucking human skin? Then... uh, If you say these words that I'm going to say right now, fucking spirits will rise from the dead and they'll come and get (laughs) you. And that's exactly what happens. And they spend the next hour trying to escape from it or wait till sun, survive until sunrise and uh, see how they get. So Bruce Campbell was basically the star of it. The lasses are gone, done for straight away. He's made a dick. He gets what's coming to him. Um, But Bruce manages to make it through. Which I don't think would be a surprise to anyone, and uh, but the last shot of the film is absolutely amazing. I really, really love it.
3: Yeah, the the big trucking shot through the house and yeah. stuff like that, shot Brilliant. through the cabin, yeah. and straight into Rees' mouth. Yeah, and yeah. that kind of carries on from to the next film because Ash is like a he's an iconic horror sort of character. Yeah, but in this film, he's not Ash yet. This is, this is him sort of earning the right to be Ash okay. in, in the sequel. It's almost the same film, pretty much the same film. It's, okay. it's in the cabin again. Um, okay. But he just brings his girlfriend to the cabin in the second one. Um, so he's he's almost earned the right to sort of be Ash from this film. Okay. Because there's no none of the chainsaw. Ash is famous for his chainsaw yeah, and yeah. his boomstick, which is his shotgun and stuff. And, like, he chucks his uh, chainsaw away in this one. Yeah. So, well, yeah, uh, one I, it, thing... the second one wouldn't be as good if it wasn't for this floor Okay.
0: One thing. What's that, like, sword with the skull on the end that people keep getting stabbed with? <laughs> I, <obviously> missed, <laughs> I must have blinked and missed, like, where that came from.
3: <laughs> well, that, that's part of, like, the, the Book of the Dead that they find that that dagger as well and okay. yeah i think that that because i'm watching us versus the evil dead which kind of moves it on a little bit it sort of has the ability to sort of kill the deadites quicker they also burn the book in this one and that's how the film ends and burning the the book comes back in the second okay. one he just finds it again so it's like an almost it's like a different timeline there's no Continuity, okay. sort of, between the first one and the second one. Okay, you know, he, he, his sister isn't there or anything. It's almost like he's being put through the ringer again. Okay, because the deadites are just fucking with him, and that's that's the whole point of the film.
0: Okay,
3: that they're okay. just fucking
0: with. Okay. I thought it was great. A couple of,
3: but yeah, but go- yeah, it, it, I will spoil a little bit. Hold on, hold on, hold on, because the that dagger cuts the skin off the Book of the Dead. I okay. don't think that's a spoiler. But there you go. But I, th- I think uh, for a student filmmaker to sort of go into the woods and and do this and do what he does with his camera angles and and stuff, it's just I think it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I, and he's like- massively inspiring for for sort of you know kids at school you know who just think I can make a film, I can. Because Sam Raimi's just done it with no money whatsoever, and. And just made this amazing film. And I love it. And I think everybody should watch it. That's what I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, well, I think everybody should watch it as well because it is excellent. I'm ending this podcast right now. Well, we'll introduce the music and everyone we'll
3: And you're going to explain what the music is because. It's a person close to your heart.
0: Okay, So you're yes. going to do it, aren't you? Um, this is from, I don't know, some anonymous listener uh, called Amateur Ornithologist. Mm. The song is called Birds Fly Over Me.
3: It is. It's, it's good to know one of the Clifford brothers has a smidgen of talent, isn't yes. it? Yes,
0: so it is actually my brother Daniel, <laughs> which isn't a secret. It's not like we've revealed it now, but he's uh, <laughs> was, his music project goes by the name of Amateur Ornithologist, and this is his first solo single and yeah it's called birds fly over me thank you everyone you can subscribe to our podcast or wherever it is that you listen you can review us and like it and star it and all of that kind of stuff you can find us on twitter at fcircus.pod we have a facebook page um and yeah thanks for listening this is amateur ornithologist with birds fly over me Bye-bye. Bye bye
2: bye Birds fly over me Take me to the place where you are Waiting patiently Gratefully I know that you'll see Birds fly over me Helps you to believe in me With no naivety And how bizarre